to the fifth season of The Coaching Cast, your working from home club. We're here to remind you that you're not alone, that we're in this together, all striving to make sense of today's working world. Regardless of where you're working right now or whatever you do as a career, we've got something for you here at The Coaching Cast. I'm Lisa, founder of Grip Corporate Coaching, personal performance coach, leader, and chief eye roller when it comes to all nonsensical corporate mumbo jumbo, which suffocates rather than advocate. And I'm Susie, coach at Future You Business Coaching, currently taking on my hardest coaching assignment to date, parenting a two-year-old who doesn't take too kindly to being questioned. In this podcast, we explore all the things impacting you, our CBBs, at work right now, presenting different topics each episode which we will discuss with some special guests along the way, sharing ideas, hints, and tips for you to take away and try for yourself, as well as having a few laughs, of course. We hope you enjoy listening. Today, we're discussing goal setting and how to do it for yourself and for your teams if you manage others. So stay with us and enjoy. So before we get into today's topic around goal setting, how have you been, Suze? Hello. Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. I am fully back with all my podcasting pro equipment. (laughs) So if you listened to last week's episode or watched even, you've seen that my mic packed up and gave in, was like, I've had enough of this podcasting lark. I'm done. You can use something else. So I had no no equipment last week, but I've got a brand new mic for this week. So hopefully I'm sounding really clear, really on point in terms of the volume. I can't promise in terms of the content, (laughs) but certainly in terms of the sound quality, hopefully a bit better this week. So yeah, got some, uh, got some new tools to help me today. Yeah. Good. I'm glad you're back in full force. Thank you. Brand new shiny mic, uh, courtesy of Amazon and a two-year warranty. So I'll take that. (laughs) I will absolutely take that. Excellent. <laughs> but no, apart from that, yeah, all good. Thank you. Um, just been kind of working, parenting. Uh, but I actually did when I went out, had quite a social weekend actually. So um saw a couple of groups of friends. Um, I feel like I ate quite a lot of like not great food and drank quite a lot of, of wine, which probably wasn't ideal either. Um, so yeah, a bit of a heavy weekend, but it was really fun. Went into Manchester on Sunday and met my friend uh, Julie and we went to this brilliant bar in Manchester city centre called Albert Schloss, which is in near spinning fields. I don't know if any of our CBBs have been, but on a Sunday they have brilliant live music. So it's a really good place to go for quite a soulful fun kind of Sunday session so um yeah it was really fun really good vibe uh, something a bit different so Sounds awesome I don't yeah. know Manchester at all I've been a couple of times and it doesn't matter how many times I've been I still don't feel like I know Manchester and it's so big to me and it's always changing as well so every time it I go is. I don't recognize it so I know we keep saying especially now I'm back in the UK we need to have a Manchester weekender I think yeah definitely. you need to like show me the bright lights of Manchester especially <laughs> this place I want to have a Sunday session at Albert you Cross. would love it, it sounds there. ace yeah you would love really it cool. and there's also so we've been going there on a Sunday for about it's actually been quite a long time not every Sunday to be clear uh the occasional Sunday for about maybe like four and a half years quite a long time it's kind of where we always go and they have a selfie booth downstairs on the entrance to the toilet we've never actually been but this Sunday we decided we were going to go into the selfie booth oh my god so I need some lessons from your Dubai friends I'm telling you the pictures were awful oh like, I was gonna say you're not gonna share them with no, us no I'm not gonna oh, share them sweet. like I actually was laughing we came out I was actually laughing at how horrific they were like it was so so funny in terms of we have not mastered the um perfect selfie style that's for sure um yeah I think they were just like who are these two like so it was full of quite young people I think they're like who are these two middle-aged people who cannot figure out how to take a selfie um yeah hilarious but but um, yeah, I don't think I'll be going back into that selfie booth anytime soon. Um, that's for sure. But yeah, no, it was really good. And also this week, um, I have to mention this because 
Obviously, at the start of this new season, there was a lot of chat about Dubai following your recent trip yes, to Dubai. Well, I am absolutely obsessed with the brand new series, which is The Real Housewives of Dubai. Um, I'm currently watching it on Hey You on Amazon. I think you can watch it on like other channels. Um, I feel like I know loads more about Dubai because of our conversation. I've never been. <laughs> I've never experienced it for myself, but I'm well into it. I am like obsessed with where they go, what they do. Oh, I'll have to watch their it. houses, what they're wearing, the cars they drive. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, their lifestyles are like on another planet. And then they're like having a glass of wine in like a, um, a place. And I'm thinking, I bet that glass of wine's like 25 quid. Um, in terms I can of- pretty much guarantee it will be, yeah. at least. So I feel like you've given me this kind of like additional insight to help my viewing of The Real Housewives of Dubai, um, which I wouldn't have had before. So thanks very much for that. But yeah, I'm totally obsessed with it. I need to check it out. I wonder if they've been anywhere I've been. I'll be like, oh, I've been there. I can can see places that I've been to. Yeah, you need to go to Dubai. I think you'd like it. I know. I need to um, get it on my list and see if we can make it happen. Again, maybe we just do a podcast from there. Who knows? add it to the tour the tour Uh, yeah i know we've got a couple of places on there um and the list can just grow and grow but we'll have to see you make it happen (laughs) yeah exactly i've I've grown it further so anyone who actually does watch our podcast uh regularly will see that my background has changed yet again (laughs) so i landed in the cotswolds and recorded from there the last two episodes but today i am in my dad's office, Robin Terry's office in Kent. So I've come down to Kent to spend some time with the family. And this is my dad's office, which some of you, if you even watched the episode in season two, I think it was when we did our Father's Day specials, um, we did um, talk to Robin and he was sat here. So I'm sat in the famous Robin chair. You're in the hot seat. I'm in the hot seat. It's, he's got a proper like office wheelie chair. And he's put some wooden flooring in here at some point. This wooden floor was not here with last time I came to this oh, house. But house Renault. Yeah, but I mean, you can just like literally like scoot around everywhere on it. And he's oh. got he's got his he's got his laptop set up over there, and he's got his desktop set here, so he can like scoot between the two. It's very professional. Well, when High you were tech. talking about it before, I was thinking this is, I was like, why does she keep going on about this like wheelie chair and the wooden floor? I was thinking, this isn't like very high tech. Like this is not new. No, I've just realized I have exactly the same setup. I am also on a wheelie office chair and have oh, a wooden floor. Oh, yeah, so this is why I was like, I don't know why this is like big news. Oh, cause I never sat in like all the chairs that I sit in are not, they're not office chairs. They're, wow. you know, whatever chairs lying around. This <laughs> chair. So this for me is a real like, I mean, like, this has got a high back. It's very well supported. I think it's the most comfortable chair I've sat in to do the podcast. Amazing. Well, yeah. I'm also, we maybe we'll just start wheeling around. Yeah. Um, yeah, if we kind of disappear off and, and get a bit further and further away, you know why? Yeah, well, around. yeah, I'm like, I want to scoot off over there. Um, and try not to get too distracted <laughs> while we're recording this podcast. I'm like, like, focusing on the screen. So, yes. So, I am down in Kent um, with, with family. Um, and... It is June, and something we haven't mentioned yet for the month of June recording is the fact that June is Pride Month. It is. And there has been lots of Pride celebrations going on across the country um, already, and I think they're going to continue. So I just wanted to acknowledge that here and now and say Happy Pride Month, everybody. Happy Pride Month, CBBs. Happy Pride Month, CBBs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, lots going on. I know there are a few of you who I'm sure will be celebrating this. And... um, lots going on for it lots lots of uh, celebrations lots of activity on my social media chain which is wonderful I'm seeing lots actually this year around supporting inclusion and diversity so it's that which is really great to see so pleased to see it um and may lo- long may that continue long may it continue beyond June beyond June I not agree. having to have a month to celebrate it yeah like totally. everything I might add we love we love to do that but it's about celebrating it all year round so yeah, so happy Pride Month to everybody. The podcast will return to the Cotswolds next Tuesday. So um, yeah, I will be back there. How long for? We don't know, but it will be back there in next Tuesday. So that's that's yeah. good to know, Lisa. Indeed, <laughs> indeed, indeed, it is. But yes, so for now, I'm here rocking it in Robin Terry's office just outside of Canterbury in Kent. <laughs> and uh, excited to talk about goal setting. So should we get cracking with it? Let's go. 
before the phone rings because I am in my dad's office and the phone has a tendency to go off and uh yeah I heads up to anybody apologies for that my dad is walking around with the handheld to see if he can quickly grab it and stop it but yeah the, we've got uh, landline issues we've got landline issues, we've only just yeah. started so yeah, yeah. Quite. so bear, bear with us bear with, bear with us <laughs> So those of you who've been listening to the coaching cast for a while and have got to know Susie and I will probably already know that we are qualified professional coaches. And so we both deal in the currency of goal setting. But what is a goal? It can be determined as a number of things. It can be called a target, an objective, a dream, focus, priority, It has many terms, but fundamentally, it's whatever you want to call it. And it's about whatever it means to you. It can be big. It can be small. It can be medium. It can be soon, in six months, in a year, in five years. It's yours. And that's the point. So you can make it into whatever you want. What I would like to stress today is the point of actually just making them. So goals are for anyone and everyone and at any time. So I've taken a quote out of Lewis Carroll's Alice in Wonderland to bring this to life a bit more. And that is as follows. Would you tell me, please, which way I ought to go from here? Well, that depends a good deal on where you want to get to. I don't much care where. Well, then it doesn't matter which way you go. If you don't know where you want to get to, then how do you know which way to go? And that's generally why many of us don't get anywhere. So goals are important or whatever you'd like to call them. And today we're going to talk about how you actually set them. So Suze, what do you think people find difficult about goal setting? Yeah, so this is a really interesting topic and slightly controversial in what I'm about to say because given your intro there we are both professional qualifier coaches so um and I love what you put there about how we our currency is goal setting it absolutely is but actually controversially I don't particularly uh, like the word goal and in my experience of coaching people people find that term quite overwhelming Uh, And I would put myself in that um, pool of people as well. So when I had first started having coaching um, about four or five years ago, um, I really struggled with what my goal was because I think the term, the word, for some reason, it can feel quite big, quite abstract. Um, Like I said, it can feel quite overwhelming, like you need to know where you want to be and five years time, three years time, six months, etc. And a lot of the time, like people don't really know what that end point is that they're aiming for. And actually, when you throw kind of the word goal into it, it then becomes even more kind of cumbersome and a bit more like harder to unpick and identify. Um, And that's just based on my own experiences and that of kind of working with quite a lot of my clients. So I think it's, it's, it's such a big word and it is um, quite emotion evoking mm. that some people find it quite difficult to just start to your kind of point in the intro. But actually, once you've kind of made a start and you get on a way around actually, how can I make this work for me, which I know we're going to come on to shortly, you kind of find a rhythm in it and it does give you that kind of destination that end point which you can then build a plan from but a lot of people get hung up on that one particular word and I would include myself in that as well what about you what are you what are your kind of thoughts on it yeah I think you're totally right in terms of the power of the word Mm. and I think this is true about language anyway and it is something that as a coach we are talk about and we are encouraged to explore with individuals which is the language that means the most to them and that supports them and adopting that as wherever possible because I think goal can be daunting and intimidating as a word I know I've had mixed experiences with it over the years Mm -hmm. and it has always depended on what kind of headspace I'm in 
you know, if I'm feeling really motivated, excited, energized, actually gold to me is totally fine. Yeah. I feel fine about it. But if it, I feel the opposite, it just feels like if I'm already in a space where I feel challenged, maybe even a bit stuck, it just adds to that to me. It feels too big and too impossible. So I do think it's a really interesting debate to have. And yeah, I like the fact you say it's controversial because I think in all my training, I mean, we've always talked about goals and the grow yeah, model that, that coaches use. Grow, yeah. I mean, G stands for goal. But what, what I will say is that I think all the teaching I've had has always encouraged the exploration of language and finding words that best suit individuals, mm-hmm. which every good coach in my opinion, should strive to do because it's about supporting the individual you're working with to achieve um, and to achieve as, as, you know, as efficiently, effectively, quickly as possible. So you want to help get them in their flow. And I think that's where language comes into it. But what I will stress is just because you find the word difficult doesn't mean you can avoid doing it altogether. Because mm. <laughs> I think yeah. that's counterproductive and it's so important, I think, to have a focus, a target, a dream, whatever you want to call it, whatever works for you. I know dream doesn't for me. It makes me just feel a bit sick inside, but that's me personally. Um, but that's my point about language. Um, because then it does give you a real, I think... It gives you a real connection to knowing what you want. And from that, everything else follows. And I think you can feel confident that you're on the right path, that you are working towards, you know, achieving what you really want. And you get so much momentum and satisfaction from that, I think. And learning. Like the whole whole process to get there, you learn so much. So I do think it's important to have something to focus on. Agreed. I think having um, that destination in mind and in a place where you've either written it down or you can refer back to it because we actually ended um, last season, our last episode was on reflection. And actually that's really important in the process of reflection is that you then have something to reflect back on. Mm. However, whatever you want to call it, to Lisa's point around language, whether that's an outcome, a goal, a vision, a dream <laughs> maybe not <laughs> dream just makes me think of like oh, going to sleep but that doesn't make me feel very energized like maybe I just am dreaming about having more sleep maybe I don't know but anyway yeah that doesn't yeah, work for me either no. I mean each to their own each to their own absolutely but the intention is about having some clarity for yourself in your mind around where you're heading and yeah. why you're yeah. heading there yeah um and so I think you know Certainly, if you look on social media, so like on Instagram, for example, there are a lot of kind of like coaches out there, um, maybe quite some quite high profile, some not as much, but they use got the word goal a lot. And it, in, I find in some instances, it can be quite intimidating that you need to have like really big, massive goals. Like I'm going to start, you know, um, wanting to earn like, I don't know, million pound a day or something ridiculous do you know what I mean like there's it gets banded around a lot I think on on social media as well especially Instagram um with certain accounts and so then that puts like a heaviness to it like a weight to it which I think sometimes can also be quite off-putting as well because you think god I'm here and I've got to get to there like this goal needs to be like life-changing or big or oh yeah massive yeah and that actually comes on to the area that I wanted to talk with you about next which is what do you think the common mistakes and misunderstandings are about goal setting let's stick with the terminology of goal setting for the sake of having to keep saying goal dream vision objective you get get the drift you get the point you get the point you get the point cbbs we're saying pick a word that suits you so if we're saying goal and you don't like it just mentally replace it with something else every time one of us says it but yeah what do you think are the common mistakes misunderstandings because i think that's one of them that you were just talking about there yeah that you kind of feel this pressure that it has to be life-changing yeah or huge huge yeah um and that you know you need to have loads of them yeah as well like they need to be like multiple goals 
Um, that's not necessary. Like if that works for you, then fine. But actually you, you don't have to. There's not like a rule that you need no. to have like five or six big life-changing goals. Like all of a sudden you want to like throw your job in and I don't know, retrain to be a doctor or something. Like that's huge. That's massive, yeah. like life-changing. We're yeah. not saying that. They can be as small as my goal is to, for example, I don't know, for me, learn how to record this podcast on Zoom and download it properly, <laughs> which has happened today. I'm confident <laughs> you're going to nail it today. I feel like you're on track. So, um, you know, I suppose it's just kind of, yeah, thinking about actually they don't need to be huge. And I think the other kind of common mistake is not knowing why it's a goal for you. So, you know, everybody's lives are very different that's what's beautiful about like life is that we all are very different we're on different journeys we're on different paths as individuals um what we're good at is different what I'm not as good at versus somebody else is different you know etc etc so actually if I set a goal then I need to know why I've set that and how it links to my life and what I want from my life and I think sometimes a lot of people certainly in my experience some of my coaching work People set goals sometimes. And then when you start to unpick them and, and you and you kind of say, well, right, why have you set that goal? Like, tell me a bit more about the kind of context for that. They can't actually articulate it because they feel that's what they should be doing. Uh, yes. Okay. Interesting. For various reasons. Yeah. Um, and so I think, again, it's like that kind of piece around it being quite big and quick and, and quite kind of life-changing um you know they don't it doesn't have to be like that so I think you know just really thinking about you the situation you're in your frame of reference your world actually what are some of my goals that I'm heading towards in terms of that direction the other mistake I would say is that sometimes we can focus and I've done this before is that a focus on goals which can be like take too long to achieve or they're unrealistic or they're quite vague and that then means that I'm maybe not quite as like motivated to achieve them or if I do achieve them I achieve them kind of like too easily like because I already know I'm on my way perhaps and so I think there's just a sense check there which people often miss when they set goals which is around you know is this stretching of course but actually, it needs to be realistic. It needs to be achievable. It needs to challenge. Of course it does. But it doesn't need to be so challenging that it's never achievable. Mm-hmm. I think that's the other kind of common misconception I've come across in, in my work around goals and also my experience of them as well, is that, you know, they kind of need to have lots and lots of layers to them. And I think as long as they work for you, they're robust enough like to an extent that stretches you perhaps personally takes you out of your comfort zone and allows you to move forward then that's kind of probably like good good enough it doesn't need to be more unless you want it to be yeah it's interesting what you said there about the shoulds and I think that's a mistake people make which is making goals that are not about them actually and they're not for them they're about what they think they should be doing I think that's also what stops people from setting them because of the the judgment and the perception around the goal that they come up with and about that whole is it big enough is it good enough is it exciting enough is it it's that kind of I think that's often what stops people because they miss the point which is it's not about anybody else it's about you and actually whatever you want to achieve is good enough like that's that's totally cool and that is exciting uh you know and actually the process of even thinking about that and taking some time for yourself is what's so important it's interesting because I I know places I've worked before when I've talked about goal setting with colleagues with peers with people who I've managed even just having the conversation around what you want to achieve it seems to really often put people on the spot to the point where it's they clam up and they don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's been um, an interesting experience for me to learn about how to build trust and how to truly support people to create a space where they feel comfortable to be honest and share and, and to be open about what they want knowing that actually they're not going to be judged 
Because mm. I, I do think, especially in a work context, there is that tone of judgment sitting around sometimes. I know in the past um, when I've been asked, you know, the question and, and, and a question that comes up, I think, so often, especially in like quite traditional old school corporate environments is like, where do you see yourself in five years time? Yeah. Um, which was always a question I hated because I don't think that far. I don't. I just don't. But I always felt judged over the fact that I didn't. And I always felt so under pressure to answer that question, but answer it for the purpose of the person asking the question and giving them the answer that they wanted to hear. Mm. Like I remember having a senior director who I didn't really get on with very well. I found him very stiff and wooden. Um, we never gelled. Um, <laughs> we just we, we were just such. We've op- all had them. We've all yeah. had them. We were such opposite people, and. I would always feel very defensive every time he was around. Like he just brought out the worst of my personality. Yeah. And I would have to try to work so hard to manage myself, be appropriate, not get too frustrated because it just wasn't worth it. And it wasn't helpful to me and it definitely didn't put me in a good light. So it was never going to win me anything. So I always remember him asking me this question and I actually got to the point where I literally had an an answer rehearsed that was just for him. That was a full on lie, I might add, (laughs) because it was he would say, where do you want to see myself? Where do you see yourself, Lisa, in five years time? And I used to go, oh, well, my goal is to uh, be the head of uh, this department in in five years time, if not sooner. Just to shut him up. I mean, I used to say that just to go leave me alone have the confidence that you know for now I'm sticking it out I'm staying in the job I'm going to stay committed to working for this company and just leave me alone because Mm. to be quite honest I do not want to tell you my honest answer I don't want to go there it's not worth it it's not going to achieve me anything it's going to make my life harder because the truth was in two years time I knew that I wanted to leave the organization to expand my coaching experience and to work in a different sector but I wasn't going to tell him that. I mean, yeah, I'm not, interesting. I, I suppose for many of us, if that was your goal, would you actually tell your existing employer that? You probably wouldn't because you'd make the decision that it wasn't appropriate. It wasn't going to give you much support in that short interim period mm. because traditionally employers don't really want to hear that you want to leave. So I do respect the fact that I probably would never have come out with that honest answer. But I suppose my point being is that I know for a fact he asked that question with his own agenda. He asked me yeah. that question wanting to know that I was sticking around. He didn't mm-hmm. actually want to know where I wanted to be in five years' time. And if I'd actually said his job, which is what I think he also wanted me to say, I know he would have argued the toss with me as to why that was impossible. So yeah. <laughs> it just, but my point being is that I do res- appreciate why people may have a misconception about goal setting and why people may have that misconception in the in the environment of the workplace because I do think traditionally and not uncommonly there is an environment of judgment and there is an environment of being perceived correctly when that question gets asked but I suppose do you know what even if that is the environment you work in don't allow that to stop you from doing it. Do it for yourself selfishly anyway. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I do absolutely know what you mean because I absolutely did that. So I think, you know, goals at work, especially if you work in an organization, they come in all different shapes and sizes. You you tend to have like business goals. So like for the whole organization, you might then have te- like department goals, team goals. You tend to like break down, layer down to what that then means for you in your role. And that's hopefully with the idea that they all layer back up with in, in terms of a theme or f- to drive consistency of what we're all kind of working towards. Um, but I think when it comes to your personal goals, so away from your actual delivery of performance, your personal development goals, going into it as a, as a manager um is actually really important around not trying to kind of not having that judgment like you've just articulated which you experience because I actually had it where I was quite honest so in terms of my personal development I got to a point where 
I knew I wanted to flip my career. <laughs> so I was working in sales. I knew that actually I wanted to flip and I was already had the wheels in motion to retrain to become a coach. And that's where I wanted to head my career. And I was very honest about that in terms of my personal development goals. Um, and I certainly had experiences, probably both. So similar to you in some instances, where certain line managers or people in the organization, when I articulated that, found that had judgment against that because that's not what they wanted to do or what they were interested in or why would you want to go and do that like I, I remember somebody once said to me like why would you want to train to become a coach I was like well why wouldn't you yeah are people rude like, like don't you think that's just so rude well, it's like who's that off. for you to critique yeah it's like, I was like no like whatever like this is my life and that goes back to the point that we were saying before which is actually people might have differing opinions of what goals should be but when it comes to you and your personal development either at work or even outside of work because we can still focus on our personal development outside of work absolutely you know they've got to be right for you and that was right for me at that time yeah um, because I was passionate about it etc so um Equally, though, I had situations where I was very honest about it. And so that actually then offered up like opportunities. So people would come to me and say, well, I know you're trained to be a coach. You've got an interest in this area. Would you like to get involved in this project, for example? And that would help and support me with that personal development goal. So I was very open about it. And if I hadn't been open, would those conversations and opportunities come my way in that organization to help with certain things? Probably not. So I think if you feel comfortable enough and you've got that relationship with whoever you're talking to and there's that trust there, I would say like it didn't ever hold me back being open about it. But there are certain instances and certain relationships where it will in terms of like your story, for example, yeah. where you'd rehearse because actually you'd be like, I just don't want to get into this with you. I don't trust you enough. I don't have that like relationship with you and I can't frankly be bothered. So <laughs> I'm just going to tell you what you want to hear and we'll move on. But I'm sure there was other people where you didn't do that either. Yeah. But I think you're right to say your goals are about you. They're for you. They're not about anybody else. So be confident that whatever you're determining to be the things you want are the right things because mm. they're coming from you so trust in yourself and I think you're right to call out you know share them and be open where you feel you can be and where you feel it will benefit you but I do think it's always something to bear in mind because absolutely I mean, we're talking about this in a work context but actually it's true outside of work your family members and your friends, they do love you, but they may not always give you the advice you want to hear. They may not always support you in the way you want because for all good intention and purposes, people don't always say the things that are helpful to us. Absolutely. And I know as entrepreneurs, I personally haven't experienced this, but I do know others who have, whose family and friends, they love them and they want to support them. But what they don't appreciate or understand is why those individuals have gone out alone and left comfortable secure corporate careers good salaries lots of benefits to take the risk and go it alone yeah now I, like I yeah. am one of them yeah. I have experienced this <laughs> yeah like many a family event barbecue etc as I was been like oh so you left your corporate yeah well-paid high position role with all their benefits to like set your own business oh wow like but with a wow with a bit of judgment there not yeah. a wow as in like high five whoa you did it you followed your dreams <laughs> like yeah exactly no <laughs> yeah and a lot of entrepreneurs entrepreneurs do talk about this which is actually your family members love you but they they're not always your cheerleaders and it's about recognizing what your what the benefit is that you get from every relationship you have in your life and if if you are missing a certain relationship that actually would be really supportive of you in your goals go find it mm. like but don't allow the absence of it to deter you from doing it you know and yeah of course all of this conversation we're having everyone's circumstances are different you know we all um are in different environments we'll have different places of safety acknowledging all of that but I think you know it's about identifying what you want in the first place and being clear about that to then drive you around the actions you're going to take and what you need to support you to do it but to you know to begin with you've actually got to know what you want at all so you know what can our CBBs do Suze to help themselves 
identify, articulate what they want and set goals more easily. So I think the first kind of sense check to yourself is actually just ask yourself, like, is a goal helpful to me right now? Mm-hmm. Because like just bringing together what we've talked about for some people, that word might not be right. So actually, if you need to flip the language, do it like that's fine. Um, and I do that quite a lot. So like yeah. for me, I would flip it to a question around like, what's my ideal outcome or what's my intention? And I find those two questions a lot easier to answer than like your example where your manager said to you like what where do you want to be in five years time or what's your got like I just find it's I get overwhelmed by that's too big yeah yeah me. so too. like the question that those two questions can really help you just decipher it down and look a bit more like short term medium term and then you can make it bigger if you want to it's absolutely fine and you might find those easier to answer so that would be what I'd say to just help you kind of get on your way and make it a bit easier and then the other thing I would just say is if you can try and put a measurable part to it yeah. So it's very easy to have quite like big, vague goals. I've certainly done this um, with my use of kind of goal setting. But actually, if you can put a measurable part to it or an element, it just helps focus the mind in terms of your next steps, your action plan, and actually helps you with momentum as well. You don't need to necessarily share it with anybody if it's for you and perhaps your personal life or your personal development at work, you probably might have to, but you know, just really thinking about, okay, can I put a measurable part to this to kind of hold myself accountable that I am going to move forward and try and do what I can to achieve it and get to that destination. So I think, yeah, they're probably my um, kind of main bits of advice on that one. What about yourself? So I think to add to that, I think it's the, process of sharing it with someone else because I think to build on what you literally have just said about accountability that's what helps you to be accountable mm-hmm. is once you share it with someone else and make them aware of it because then it as soon as you've articulated it you're starting to make it real I think all the while it is inside of you even if you've written it down it's just within your 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 space and I think some of us are definitely better at this than others around holding ourselves accountable and I think if if you know that it is a challenge for you so for example if you've got something in mind that you really want and you've wanted it for a while but potentially you haven't started I would challenge you to tell someone and in other words, find like an accountability partner who can check in with you about it and see how you're getting on. But this comes back to what Susan and I have just been talking about, which is identifying someone who you trust and you feel comfortable with, who you can share it, share it with. Because I do think that helps. It just helps make it more real. And they'll, they can then ask you about it. So I think that's the only other thing I would add to it. So that's for our CBBs. And I think if any of you who are listening manage other people, I think everything that Susie and I have discussed today is relevant for you as a manager as well. And I think it's really taking into consideration those points we've made around language and how you can support your people to better connect with what they want and to create much more effective goals by thinking about the language that's being used and I think it's thinking about you yourself you know how are you supporting individuals and creating that open environment where they're able to explore what they want and and their goals without judgment is there anything else you would add Susie to um, support RCBBs who manage others to um, create more effective goals with their people Yeah, so I would say based on my experience of leading people, I used to split the conversation, excuse me, into two separate parts. So the first conversation, part of that conversation, I would talk a lot about um, the business, the organization, the team or the performance goals, whatever you want to kind of call it, you might need to talk about all of them. Mm. And actually, I'd set a frame, a context around why they are needed before we even got to what those were. Because a lot of the time they come top down. So you don't have a huge amount of influence on defining what those performance goals are. Mm. So actually there's a step there about actually why those goals are important. So people buy into them because they are going to be pushed to an extent. Mm. So you need to kind of 
be really clear around these goals are needed because actually of X or Y. So for example, these goals are needed because actually the business objective is to move forward in this area. And so this is how it links to that. So kind of just create those connections to that bigger picture of what's of how some of those performance goals link in to the business kind of mission or vision or success, whatever you want to kind of call it or strategy. Um, because actually when you make those connections, people will buy into it more and they'll see how their, their role adds value to the bigger mm. picture. And that's really important. I would then move into the second part of the conversation, which is a lot more about that collaboration, that discussion, that two-way conversation, which is about that that person. So I, you know, always start so with a question, for example, like what does success look like for you? Or what do you really want from a personal development perspective or from your career or however you want to kind of frame it? But I think focusing in on the on that person and having a joint two-way conversation where you just ask a lot of questions to prompt that person's thinking to help them start crystallizing formulating some of their more personal development goals um is really really important and there's quite a distinction between the two parts of that conversation mm. um, so that's what I would say is really get into the nitty-gritty of like what do you want and then I know Lisa you're a big fan of taking that a bit further aren't you in terms of the question in terms of the question and saying oh okay saying it again yeah sorry my spice girls moment yes yeah yeah so I think a great technique that I've learned is the question simply like what do you want I think is actually very simply powerful on its own I think it can be quite thought-provoking for people in so much as actually whenever I've asked it is the question that throws people it's so simple but it's so direct and I think it can stop people in their tracks and I think so it's about giving people space to then really think about it put them on the spot but I think what really helps to deepen it is it then saying what do you really want and then really getting into the Spice Girls routine <laughs> what do you really really want because actually by the time you ask it a third time you've really unpicked the okay so you've said what you want but what do you really want and it, and mainly because a lot of us, we're not actually very generous to ourselves. And when we answer the question, what do you want? We can be really conservative. Yeah. This isn't true for everybody, but we can be. And so actually, if someone is being a bit conservative, whether that's something you know of, whether you can sense it, you know, whether you know that person well enough and their capability levels and you know that they're holding themselves back and you ask it or whether you just give it a go and see what it um it evolves into when you ask it for people but I do think ask what you want you know what do you want three times it can be really effective I love really that. effective I love that I think that would really work like well for me like I'm just putting myself in the position of being asked that question because sometimes I can feel when people say to me like so somebody recently said to me like what's your vision for your business like what's your goal for your yeah. business and immediately I was like a rabbit in the headlights I was like I don't know but and then I'm trying to like pull together an answer that makes sense because I'm thinking at the same time whereas I think if that approach for me would work really well it just helped me focus the mind and then go again and some new bits will come I'm sure and then go again and some new ideas and thoughts would come again so I love that Spice Girls moment <laughs> get on it for sure yeah <laughs> what do you want what do you really want what do you really, really, really want? You can even <laughs> sing it if you want. I mean, yeah. we're not saying you can't sing it if you want to get really into the Spice Skills vibe. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> CBeebies, it's now time for your favorite feature, Bullshit Bingo. This is where Lisa and I share and discuss phrases which get commonly used in the workplace, which, quite frankly, frankly, even make us cringe. Today's Bullshit Bingo is share your coordinates, which came through from a CBB on LinkedIn. So thank you very much for this one. Lisa, thoughts on this gem of a Bullshit Bingo? When would this ever get used? Like, when would this ever come up? I, I literally am stumped by this one. Share your coordinates. Who says this? I feel like we say that a lot. Do we? In this feature. Like, who says Oh, this? I thought you meant this bullshit. Oh, <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. I don't think I've ever used share your I just need to check myself. Have I used this before? <laughs> yeah, like, I how, would, how would you put this in a sentence? Or even as a response? 
share your coordinates. <laughs> I just, yeah, I have no idea when this would be relevant. Yeah, not unless you, not unless you're literally like in the navy or something. <laughs> and actually, it's not bullshit bingo at all. Then it's an actual valid point to be saying. It's like actually, mate, can you share your coordinates so that I know where I'm coming to? Yeah, I feel so like I know where I or I know where I'm dropping this missile. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know how this would ever come up in an office environment, like. If you all sat around in a meeting or in a, a project or something, like a project session, share your coordinates. I mean, it's never happened to me. I mean, this is why I love doing this podcast, because we've gone from talking about um, Spice Girling it up to talking about dropping missiles yeah. and sharing your coordinates. So it's varied. It's a varied yeah. podcast yeah. program. For we've, sure. we've got something here for everyone. <laughs> That's what we say in the introduction. And it is true. <laughs> yeah i haven't got a scooby-doo about this one no, I, mean, thank, I have no idea thank you very much cbb for yeah. sharing it with us uh again if if you're able to contact us and let us know in what context you've heard this and where it's happened and also to clarify which sector you work in because if you work in the navy i, I don't think you can use this as a bullshit bingo but <laughs> if you don't and it's got nothing to do with dropping nukes then yeah Oh God. I'd love to know. I'd love yeah. to know what it's to do with. Yeah, Brilliant. absolutely. Well, please get in touch, CBeebies. Um, we love hearing your bullshit bingos. Always. You can send them through to us on email at hello at thecoachingcast.co.uk or you can drop us a DM on Instagram on our page at thecoachingcast uh, and please send them through when and where you hear them because honestly, they make our day. We love hearing them. So please keep them coming. <laughs> Today, Susie and I have been discussing goal setting or whatever you would like to call it setting, because we've already covered the fact that goal may be a little bit divisive. So as I said, whatever term you would like to use, use it. So our tips and recommendation for you to give a go that we've talked about in today's episode are as follows. Number one is, is the word goal right for you right now? If it isn't and you don't like it, get rid of it. It's totally within your realm of capability to be able to do that. Don't let it stop you from setting your priorities, your goal, your goals, your dreams, whatever you want to call it. Intentions, outcomes. Intentions, outcomes. We've got a whole list of alternatives. <laughs> Maybe we should post that up as a post at some point on Instagram. So just don't let it stop you from doing it. Pick the word that means something to you. Number two is have realistic ambition, but do be brave. So I think all of us are guilty of setting ourselves goals that at times are not particularly stretching. And that's because we are afraid of failure or we don't truly believe how capable we are. But the fact is, is that we're all much more capable than we ever think. So have ambition, be brave, but also be fair to yourself. The third thing is include a measurable part to your goal so that you can track your progress. So it's important to know what success looks and feels like so that you can acknowledge when you when you get there and so you can celebrate and you can also adjust as you go along. So if you slightly go off track, you know about it and you can do something that keeps you motivated, keeps you on target. Number four is select an accountability partner. So pick somebody you trust who you feel you can share this goal with so that they can hold you to account and you've got somebody who can keep you on track, keep you motivated and support you as well. And then the fifth thing is Spice Girls It Up. So ask yourself, what do you want? And then ask yourself, what do you really, really want? And see whether it gives you something deeper, truer, more helpful that you can really connect with. Some self-coaching questions to ask yourself this week are, number one, how helpful is a goal to you right now? What could be more helpful for you? Number two is thinking about what will this give you? So trying to connect you with your why, your purpose, because actually the stronger the why is that sits behind what you want, the more energy that you will have to achieve it. And then the third thing is, how will you know that you've achieved success? Don't worry if you can't remember all of our top tips from this week. There are a lot of them as well. They will be on our Instagram page 
at the coaching cast this week and you will also find them on our website as well we hope you enjoyed today's episode have some new ideas to take away and give a try for yourself if you have any questions thoughts feedback we love hearing from you and you can contact us in three ways on email at hello at thecoachingcast.co.uk, on Instagram at thecoachingcast. And finally, you can contact us through our website, thecoachingcast.co.uk. Your support helps us more than you know. So if you like what you've heard today and would like to help us grow this podcast, please do us a favor, leave us a review on the Apple Podcast app. You have no idea how important these are. Hit subscribe wherever you listen and also give us a follow on Instagram at The Coaching Cast. Don't forget, you can also watch each episode on our YouTube channel by searching for The Coaching Cast. Next week's episode is all about achieving work-life balance in our current hybrid working world where work and home continue to be merged. What does work-life balance mean today? So tune in to hear us discuss and debate. This is one I definitely probably need to listen to myself, actually. (laughs) Yeah, and me, so it's going to be interesting. We also have some exciting news. We are coming up to our 50th podcast episode. We're 50! We're 50, woo! And to mark this milestone, we are hosting a charity fundraising event on Wednesday, the 6th of July on Zoom. You can join us for a jam-packed, fun-filled event where we'll be talking all about how you can thrive at work. More details to come, but we will definitely be playing actual bullshit bingo. So if this sounds interesting and you want to join us as well as support our chosen charity, which we will name shortly, head to our website, thecoachingcast.co.uk, where you can now register your interest. We both love music and use it to motivate and energize us. So we like to finish each episode with our personal song recommendation, giving you positivity and energy as you launch into your next meeting. It's my choice this week, and I've been inspired by today's episode and my favourite goal-setting question. So I've chosen the Spice Girls wannabe. Ah, (laughs) classic. Some people are going to love that and some people are going to (laughs) hate it. So that's going to be an enjoyable track on the playlist when we eventually publish it. So thanks so much for listening today, CBBs. Have a great week. And remember, you've got this. (laughs) 